What's going on, everyone? This is the Staniel Lane Podcast, and I'm your host, William Lane. I just so happen to have the worst takes on sports, and that is exactly why I've started a podcast. Today, I'm joined by my co-host and longtime friend, Ryan. Ryan, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Hey, my name is Ryan Stoddard. I am a Cowboys fan and a fan of back-to-back national champions, Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs! You can find me at my Twitter, at Stoddybody, and see my sports opinions that are even worse than Williams. I'm excited to be here to be able to spread my sports agenda. And boy, do we have an agenda to spread. Speaking of Twitters, by the way, the Stay In Yo Lane podcast has our very own official Twitter. That is Stay In Yo Lane podcast at s-i-y-l podcast go there to stay up to date with any of our episodes or our recording schedules all right so today we have a little bit to talk about regarding the nfl draft yes drafting because drafting draft night is upon us as this episode is going out it'll be the night before the draft was the night before draft miss as some might say so today, we're going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about all 31 of our picks. We're going to follow that up with our nightmare scenarios of our teams. I'm a Patriots fan. He's a Cowboys fan. This could get a little toxic, of course. Two terrible we're fan bases. Down. Oh, we're, we're throwing, throwing down. down. We're going to be throwing something, that's for certain. Oh, uh, We're going to follow that up, finally, with some of our gems, some of our sleepers, some of our guys in this year's NFL draft. And with that being said, Ryan, first overall pick. Who do you got going? The Panthers traded up for a reason. They traded up to take the best quarterback available, and that happens to be Bryce Young. No, I'm glad we're on the same page. I feel like everyone's on the same page here at this point. As of today, the news broke that Bryce Young has literally canceled any remaining pre-draft visits that he had. Which, hmm. at that point, we all just know he's going to be a Panther. People like to talk about Frank Reich liking us tall quarterbacks. That's a trend, but doesn't mean it's true. Frank like Frank Reich likes good quarterbacks, and Bryce Young is one of those. He does know fairly good quarterbacks. At least when it comes to evaluating them in the draft, we don't have to talk about Nick Foles or Phillip Rivers, who actually, I think, gets a little bit too much Phillip Rivers is the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Man, now that is something we're going to have to go into another day. We're going to go into the second overall pick. We were talking a little bit about the draft before this. Ryan, who do you have going at number two? Well, unfortunately, the Texans are not in the spot the Panthers find themselves in. But they had to go next best available, take a quarterback. Their team's terrible. You build around a quarterback, CJ Stroud. And just like that, we have have a disagreement. All right, Ryan, hear me out. No matter who the Texans draft, in my opinion, even if it's a quarterback, I think they find themselves in this position once again next year with a significantly better QB class. With that being said... I don't really think so. I you, think you their division think so? is terrible, and with a good quarterback and a good pick at 12, they could find themselves in a wild card race. Uh, you know, I you know that is fair. That is fair. I just I don't know if they can keep up with the AFC, the best conference in football. But their division is terrible. 
But the Jaguars are good. Two teams can make it in the division. The I mean, wild card race true. is real. That is true. That is true. See, my whole thing with like the whole Texans going Will Anderson, that Alabama connection, their head coach is a former Texans linebacker, former Alabama defense player. That Alabama connection is why I personally think that Will Anderson ends up a Texan. Their head coach is defensive-minded. And I feel like you should just go out. If you're not getting your guy, I just think you should go next best thing or best available. And in my opinion, if I was not to draft a quarterback at all and I had to pick one player, it's going to be Will Anderson every time. That's why That's I think fair. you hit up defense right here, get the best defensive player in the game or in the draft, I should say. But hey, you know, once again, just I think they're going to be back no matter what. I, you could draft a quarterback. I just I don't see it. Unless, There's a good chance they're back. But if Stroud pans out, that is true. they won't be back for the next ten years. Stroud is re- I mean Stroud is good. He's very accurate. He just his game against Georgia. Personal Georgia fan here. His game against Georgia put him in contention for the number one overall pick. That is he true. Was, he absolutely shined against one of the greatest defenses in college football. Yeah, I completely understand that argument. I was I was saying the exact same thing not too long ago, and then I switched up. That that's all I'm gonna say there. We're gonna move on. Let's talk about that number three pick. Who you three, got your Cardinals doing? If three, it's Cardinals, same reason you had Will Anderson. He is, in my personal opinion, the second best player left on the board. We might get we we'll get into that later. But defense was terrible. JJ Watt retired. Great piece to build around. I can't disagree with that whatsoever. So you have the Cardinals keeping their pick, right? Yeah, of course. Yep. Same, same here. I just, I don't see, like, even if, like, you have two quarterbacks going off the board. I have only one. I just mm-hmm. don't see any of these teams that need to move up. I don't see where it's worth it for the Cardinals. They're in such a bad position. You just got to go with the next best thing. Best available. And on my draft board, that best available would be None other than a dog, Jalen Carter. That's fair. Jalen Carter, I mean, come on. There, I, I get this. It, oh, my goodness. I get what's going on. I can understand some of the concerns. Where they're at as an organization, just you, you just got to get someone who's going to make an impact day one. And usually, who what normally makes impact? A quarterback. Well, you just paid a quarterback to make said impact, and he's kind of – Dealt with some injuries, but hopefully Kyler Murray can get back to being that guy in Arizona. That's their guy. Hit the defense side of the ball, Jalen Carter. I think the Cardinals have a decent enough team to be competitive, especially in the NFC. And Jalen Carter has the highest floor of any prospect in this draft. Definitely. He's one of the the safest picks. picks for them. Which, at that point, which is crazy to say he's the safest pick, like, after hearing what came out. But, it, he is. As a player, talent-wise, he's the safest pick. I just, when it comes to the Cardinals, you say that you think they're competitive. They're about to lose D-Hop, in theory. I, I think they're, I'm, I'm a Kyler Murray denier, and I just don't think the Cardinals are going to be good this year. I think with the new head coach, new offense, they'll be all right. They'll pull through. Quarterback, 
a, they have a pretty decent quarterback who can make big plays, they'll be all right. Fair. Fair. And they'll have Hollywood Brown back. So. Yep. Even if you lose D-Hop, you have a very solid deep threat. If you have an above-average quarterback, which I believe the Cardinals do, you will not be picking top three again. Yeah, this is just kind of embarrassing. This is not where they want it to be, to say the yep. least. All right. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Who you got them taken? Once again, terrible, good team, terrible quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Fits the same kind of mold that Jalen Hurts did for Shane Steichen and his new team. I absolutely love that pick. I really do. I've, I've had it in a couple of my mock drafts personally. I think it makes perfect sense. Shane Steichen just, you know, just had Jalen Hurts, who, as we saw today, got paid bank. Yep. Rightfully so. Led that Highest team. Highest player ever. Led his team to a Super Bowl. Was phenomenal. Was a great quarterback. So I, could, I can understand that. But, my end, I'm going to have them taking C.J. Stroud. I still think it's a, I, I think for, in my mock draft personally, C.J. Stroud is now the best available quarterback. He's one of the safest quarterbacks, in my opinion. Very yeah. accurate. Solid pocket guy. You'd like to see him a little bit better when he's mobile. You'd like to see him evade that pocket instead of just stand there and let it collapse. And I'd like to see a little bit more when it comes to uh, navigating that pocket, not panicking. But outside of that, he's the most Stroud accurate has potential as a runner, too. Yes, he does. He needs to start learning how to use those legs a little bit more. But we saw that in the Georgia game. That was the game. Like, that's what C.J. Stroud is supposed to be, right there. What we saw there was perfection out of Stroud. If we can get that, my goodness, that Colts team has their quarterback. But who yeah. knows? This is now kind of where the draft really starts in a lot of people's minds. That number five pick, Seattle Seahawks. What do you got going on? Jalen Carter. Understandable. Jalen Carter, I mean, he's dog. Fantastic defensive player. Simply a great – he can be plugged in on any team and make them better. Completely agree. They need a D-line help. And they're getting just that on my end with one of the best edge rushers in this draft, Tyree Wilson. Very versatile. You can move him around on that D-line. Athletic freak. D-line need to help Tyree Wilson. I think it just works. Number six, Detroit Lions. Right. Here's where the chaos starts. Here is where the Lions become the winners of my draft class by trading down with the Bucks. All the, and the way? Buccaneers, yes, they trade down to have back-to-back -back picks at 18 and 19. Also, plus some draft capital in future years and later rounds. I didn't get into all that. But who are the Bucks trading up for? Simple. Who is the most valuable position? Quarterbacks. They're taking Will Levis. They, oh he doesn't have to play immediately. They have Baker Mayfield. So he has that time to sit there and develop behind Baker Mayfield and maybe become a starter later in the year or next year and be great. So what I'm hearing is he's going to be a starter by like week four. <laughs> okay. Baker Mayfield hate is not no, going to be tolerated. I love Baker Mayfield. I love that guy. It's, but, oh, man. Uh, they do need quarterback competition. I completely agree. Yep. So, you think, I also have the Lions as the biggest winners in this draft, at least my end. 
for a completely different reason. Number six, the Detroit Lions select Anthony Richardson. Mm. All right. All right. At first, mm. I, I was sitting there this morning. I didn't like the idea. But I thought about it. The Lions will not see themselves in this position for a long time. In my opinion, if they can keep going at the pace they're going, I don't think they'll be picking in a top 10 for quite some time. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you what the 2032 quarterback class is going to look like. Anthony Richardson. Here, here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts real quick. What's up? Jared Goff balled out. I Jared agree. Goff is 28, 29. I, Jared Goff is super expensive right now. He's still on that Rams contract. Mm-hmm. I could see Detroit re-signing Jared Goff and keeping him as their quarterback. Because with that receiving core, putting Jared Goff in a good team, he will thrive. See, I thought that too. Here's my thing on Jared Goff. I, he balled out. He balled out last year. He had an amazing year. If he can keep that up, this pick, guess what they have? They now have draft capital on, or they have capital on a guy who a lot of teams will want still. And Jared contract, Jared Goff's contract, after this next season, the dead cap's only about like five mil. Let's say Jared Goff does not pan out this season. Last season, he just kind of had a year. Like, it's just one of those years, you know what I mean? You're going to look at it later on and be like, what happened? How did this happen? Anthony Richardson has now gotten a year to sit under a veteran like Jared Goff, who has been to a Super Bowl and has a much higher floor, or not floor, much higher ceiling. I think Anthony Richardson is a guy who could take a huge step after sitting under a year and lead a team to a Super Bowl. The athleticism is there. What he brings to a team just it's crazy. See, I, I don't like the risk of that pick because they just wasted the number sixth pick on a dude who might not play, who might not be better than Jared Goff. I get that. I get that. And at first, I, I thought the same thing. But I looked at also their contract situations, right? Jared Goff, like, let you look at how their team's built. Their team is built for today. They have a lot of one-year, two-year deals remaining, Jared Goff included. They, they have two DJ Gardner has one year left. Exactly. So I think it's worth taking it because at the end of the day, who's going to be cheaper too? If Anthony Richardson is him and Jared Goff, you don't have the money to sign Jared Goff. You have Anthony Richardson for at least two to three years, maybe a fourth, fifth year option, and he could ball out. And I think it's one of those things like just looking at how their team's built. They're built for the short term. I don't think they'll be back in this position anytime soon for one of the best quarterbacks. Go ahead, get that guy, let him sit. He's your future. That's just my thing. Anything I just, else? Just, I know. It's crazy. I don't know. We could talk about this all day. I know we could, but sadly, we don't have all day. So, number seven, Raiders. Who do you have going to prison? I mean, who do you have them taking? Well, it's funny you say that. I have them taking Paris Johnson. Wow. Okay. It's a hotline from. I think I'll I'll end that sentence there. Yep. Understandable. Yep. Paris Johnson. So why do you have Paris Johnson going that soon? Curious. He's the best tackle in the draft. I agree. Um, Peter Skaronski is the only dude who, who is widely considered better. I think Bar- Broderick Jones is the best in this draft. 
NFL teams apparently don't see it that way. Anyways, I can see so the bias. Peter Skronsky has the short arms, and as a short arm tackle, not going to work out very well. I think Paris Johnson is the best starter for that team that has Devontae Adams and Max Crosby and a team that can win. Paris Johnson is going to be the best to plug in there. All right. I, I can't disagree. I can't disagree. Most I completely understand why the Raiders would take a tackle. Their O-line is terrible. Their O-line is terrible. But here's how I th- see it. We've talked about this in the past, and I'm pretty sure I've stolen it. It's a copycat league, Ryan. What did some of the teams that took the biggest step last year, what did a lot of teams do? They took a good cornerback. This team needs someone in that secondary, and I think that the tackle and O-line class this year, I think you can find a really solid guy in rounds two and three. Cornerbacks, I think that high-end cornerback, go out and get the best cornerback in this draft, Devon Witherspoon. You are spitting right there. I Long Witherspoon is a dog. Mm-hmm. Absolute playmaker. He'll be a great addition to any defense. What do you Defenses mean? would be lucky to have him. It, it, it makes me sad that, like, used to I could mock this guy to the Patriots yep. as well as Zay Flowers in the same draft. Bro. Oh, trust me. Genius. I think he'll still be happy with who I have going to the Patriots. And it's like, ugh. Man, anyways, Devon Witherspoon, best man, cornerback in this draft. And honestly, if need be, he could play safety. He had he could play safety if need be. So he is very versatile. He is a great piece for any defense. That Raiders defense needs as much help as it can get. Vaughn Witherspoon, number seven. Ryan, number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. Vaughn Witherspoon. Devon, eh, real, real. Uh, I'm AJ a- Terrell <laughs> went from one of the best corners in the league to absolutely terrible. Sounds like another cornerback, <laughs> JC Jackson. Oh, wait, well, he got injured. That's really rude of me. I'm sorry, JC. He was terrible before that. Yeah, he was pretty bad. That, mm, that was pretty bad. I get it. But hey, number eight, Atlanta Falcons. I completely agree with you. Christian Gonzalez, baby. They're going cornerback. You're going to see yeah. back-to-back corners. I See, let's talk about something real quick here, though. A lot of people going Bijan Robinson at number eight for the Falcons. Do you, do you see I it? think they believe in Tyler Algier. I thank you, thank you. The he al- was he was good as a rookie. The alligator, as I like to call him, he's the he's a dog. I love him. I I genuinely think I don't see why you would go out like Bijan, generational talent. Why do you draft a running back though? Like you know the positional value after you just had a one thousand yard rusher. Yep, doesn't make sense. Should I talk about my running backs now or in two picks? We'll get there when we get there. Number okay. nine, Chicago Bears. What do you got? They take Broderick Jones. They right. got their receiver. They have a decent enough defense. What is their worst position on their team? Offensive line. Offensive line. Easy. Easy pick for the Bears here. It's crazy, that whole free agency fiasco that they had when they had that, uh, why am I blanking on his name, the 49ers tackle. It was supposedly he was going to go there, and the next thing you know, he signed with the Broncos. That changed everything for my mock drafts. Oh, yeah. I, I was ready to have them go. For a long time, I had them going Jackson Smith and Jigba right here. Mm-hmm. That fell apart really quick. I also had them going tackle, taking the best tackle in the draft, Paris Johnson Jr. I think what he brings to this team, good run blocker, good pass blocker. Fantastic size. They need a tackle. Glad we see I died there. Number 10, 
I'm so excited. Your to favorite talk about team, this. the Philadelphia Eagles. I hate Philadelphia teams. They well, all suck. I agree. Every single one of them. Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, Philadelphia Union, all suck. I hate them all. They're all annoying. Mainly because I'm a Cowboys fan. So, there are teams that can take a top 10 running back. And it's teams that shouldn't have a top 10 pick. And unfortunately, the Eagles get the best player the NFL draft has seen in the past couple of years in B. John Robinson. Yeah, I I can see that. I I really can. As much as it pains me, and Howie Roseman yep. he he's the he's the guy to do just that. Let's be, be real here, be, dude. Howie Roseman's such. The, the Eagles have a top ten pick. They have they had three first round picks last year. Used one of them to get AJ Brown. They have two first round picks this year, and they're getting Bijan Robinson with that. It's disgusting. Are you throwing up a little bit right now? I am. I know. I, I am. am so. I. I. I know it's coming. I know it's gonna happen. But I'm still gonna cry when that pick goes. When he goes to Philadelphia. Man, I'm be honest here. I wish I would have stuck it out. Sometimes I gone Bijan here. But I just. It makes so much sense that does. But I also just have them taking Kalijah Cansey out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Kalijah's. Re- he's really good. I mean, a lot of people, it's hard not to want to compare him to Aaron Donald. I'm not saying he's going to, like, I, I hate to name names because now it's going to be like, oh, well, William says next Aaron Donald. I didn't say that he's next Aaron Donald. But I'm saying it's like, you look at it, they're around the same size. They're both, both went strong. To both went to pit, play the same position. It, I, I, I get it. I, I totally get it. One thing I disagree with about my pick is they already have their kind of undersized defensive tackle in Fletcher Cox. Yeah, but how much longer do we got Fletcher Cox? One year. That's all they need for B. John Robinson to deliver them a Super Bowl. <laughs> Yikes. That is I that is disgusting. I'm about to walk out of my room right now after that one. Yep. It is disgusting. Number eleven. We got trade number two. Hey, we both got them trading right here. That's that's exciting. The Titans trade back with the Ravens. Okay. And this is assuming Lamar Jackson is going to be a Raven. Assuming Lamar Jackson is going to be a Raven, they take Jackson Smith and Jigba. All right. Who would have been a top five pick if he played this year. Okay. All right. High praise for the receiver out of Ohio State. High praise. Crazy thing is, I also have Titans trading out of this 11th pick. To who? The Washington Commanders. Mm. Ryan. Which quarterback have I not named yet? Um, Will Levis. You got that right. Will Levis, the Washington commander. I'll be so happy if that happens. And here's my, like, it, it, it makes me want to cry doing this. As you know, Heisman Howell, I believe he's the truth. But I also got to swallow my pride for a second. Let's be real here. Like, they won that game with Heisman Howell. But, man, he did not really show you much. Honestly. Nah, Dak was just terrible. Like, Trust me. I that, watched it. That was I just, watched half of it. I went back and I watched a good bit of it. Most because I love Sam Howell. UNC fan right here. Love him. Yep. We disappointed him, let me tell you. But we don't, we're not going to talk about that right now. Sam Howell, just, he's not the answer in Washington. He's really not. And get this. New owner. Potentially. New owner. Potentially. Yep. A new owner wants to make their mark right away. A new owner wants to, like, like 
They want to go in. I love this team is what they're thinking. Let me show you. Let me go out and let me get you a guy. And I will say this. I'm not a big Will Levis fan. But moving up for quarterback just sounds like something a new owner would want to do. Will Levis is available. I, I think it makes sense considering it's a new owner because a lot of stuff I've come out with interviews of Will Levis just hanking him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but this. there's one dude who might have not sat in on those interviews. <laughs> the, the owner. One of the commanders. <laughs> now, that being said, why do I have a Titans? I don't, I don't see – a lot of people have the Titans trading up. I don't see it. We saw what happened to the last year that did that. Or, yep. we, like, we saw what happened last time. Like, it didn't work out in the end. It didn't work out. You went from A.J. Brown to Traylon Burks, who could still be very viable in the NFL. Traylon Burks is good. But he's not A.J. Brown, and he'll never be A.J. Brown. He, no. He'll never be A.J. Brown. I did not like that move from the Titans. They're going to trade back, get back a little bit of draft capital they for this year They need capital next. more than they need a player. Exactly. They, they got holes to fill. No matter who they take, they're going to suck. Exactly. I think trading back, though, keeps them from being in the top five next year. If you were to move up and get a guy who has to play behind that O-line with those receivers, you're just letting your defense down. Your, your defense is too good to let that happen. Number 12, Houston Texans. I'm, I'm curious to see well, what you got to say here, though, because Jackson Smith and Jigba's off the board. What do you got them doing? Yep. Pretty self-explanatory. They just traded consistent thousand-yard receiver Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys, mm -hmm. and they're gonna have to replace him somehow with Jordan Addison. Mm. All right, young guy for a young quarterback. They're gonna grow up together. Be great. How cute. Gonna grow up together. You know, do like uh, finger paints with each other. Yep. Maybe just... they're gonna make the, like the little hand ornament snowmen. You know. Um, yeah, I like those. Me, personally, I've always been more of a fan of, like, the Christmas tree ones. You ever seen those? I, I kind of like those. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I get it. I also have them going receiver. Despite them taking Will Anderson, they're taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. They just, I mean, they just walked away as winners. Will Anderson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Even That's with that. They got the two best players at the two of the most important positions. Keep in mind. Mechie could be coming back. We remember what he did before he, I mean, before he was diagnosed with cancer, which I believe he's now in uh, recovery from because I'm pretty sure he's beaten it. Yep. I'm, I'm excited to have him on fantasy team next year. Dude, same. I have him in a couple dynasty leagues, I, which I feel like is really shallow for saying this. But, dude, John Mechie's a dog. I, I'm happy for him. We all remember what he did on that Alabama team. I, was, I wanted him to be a Patriot. Texans are going to have John Mechie, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. You can get a quarterback later in the third and fourth round. Build for the future. See what you got. Ryan. New York Jets. Because this one's kind of weird. Because Aaron Rodgers, they're yep. saying they want to, they need a first round pick for him. So, yes. I, I don't know. I made this pick assuming they have Aaron Rodgers and their first round pick. Okay. Because if the Jets were willing to offer their first round pick for Aaron Rodgers, it would already be gone. Yeah. Anyways, there's a name that I have not said yet that you said very early. Can you guess it? Uh, Tyre oh, Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson, yep. Oh, I can't believe it. How did I not realize you had him falling out of the top ten? That's crazy. Explain. He's, he's a great player, but positionally, not even really positionally. I think if the Lions didn't trade down, he would be gone. 
but right. the extra quarterback flooding the top ten. The Texans could take Tyree, because since I didn't have them taking um Will Anderson, but I think it just makes more sense to get to help CJ Stroud out. I mean, Tyree's a great player. He just the Jets are blessed to have them fall to him at thirteen. Well, let's, let's say it that way. Somebody's going to get blessed. They should count their blessings that they got Tyree Wilson at pick 13. Yeah, I can already see him absolutely demolishing Mac Jones twice a year, and I'm not happy about that. Um, New York Jets, Peter Skronsky. He just feels like a Jet. The Northwestern offensive lineman going to New York, I, it just makes sense to me. Despite the arms and whatnot, I mean, you can move him to guard if you need be. Number 14. My New England Patriots. Ryan, make my day. What do we do? Hey, let me say, I told you I'd be happy. I've only said Devon Witherspoon. Mm. The New England Patriots are getting absolute star cornerback who once again, due to nothing of his own fault, but the situation around him has fallen to the Patriots at pick 14. Christian Gonzalez! Right? Christian Gonzalez. Oh, thank yeah. God. I'm oh, about to say, who else name? could it be? No, you did not. I don't think. Oh, shoot. My bad. My bad. It was Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. Absolute star. Yeah, no. Nah, I feel like we all knew what you were saying, though. <laughs> yep, yep. Christian Gonzalez. Understandable. All right. All right. Look. I love that pick. I really do. There's no cornerbacks. Like, there's n- those two are gone on my board. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit of a biased pick. Everyone that knows me will understand that I absolutely love this player. This is probably one of my favorite players in the NFL draft. I've been talking about him since before college football season even began. Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers. I just, look, I love it. I think Patriots either go cornerback or they go wide receiver. I feel like the offensive line class, I really like it in the second and third rounds. I don't think a lot of people talk about it enough. I don't see why we take a tackle when some of the best tackles are already gone and there will be very there will be quality later on. In my opinion, I think you go out and get the best receiver in this year's draft. Did you already have Jordan Addison going? No. This is a hot take from William? No, Zay Flyers is the best receiver in this year's draft. You had Jackson Smith and Jigba going above him though, right? Yeah. Okay, so Zay Flyers is your wide receiver too. No, Zay Flyers well, he's my second one off the board, but he's the best receiver. Yeah, I, I, part of me, I just think Jackson Smith and Jigba, he brings more of what like the Texans want. Maybe they're losing Brandon Cooks, and I I understand it's like that burner, but eh, it just I just feel like this makes sense. Patriots, I who, who's who would you rather take on like Ohio State guy or Boston College guy? People are gonna they're gonna go with the Ohio State guy. Patriots, they know yeah. talent. They know how to evaluate receiver talent. <laughs> Clearly taking Nikhil Harry, right? Like, they know, how to, re- they know yeah, how to evaluate. They have never drafted a bad receiver. Never. No, no. And, and Zay Flowers will continue this trend. And be the, the guy for Mac Jones. Mac Scary Jones, sentence. He, he, yeah, yeah, I just realized what I said, and I'm probably going to cry myself to sleep tonight. Moving on, before I have nightmares. Green Bay Packers. What do you got? Packers take... Should be missed most of his senior season top ten pick Nolan Smith. Woo! I love it. I do. I really Nolan do. Nolan Smith is an absolute dog. He will make plays wherever you put him, and he is a true leader. He was a leader on the Georgia team. He will be a leader in a couple of years of that Packers defense. I love it. I do. 
but I've been drinking a bit of the Kool-Aid, Ryan. Uh-oh. All thing Kinsade out of Utah. Tight end. And my, my thought process is this. This, I think, like, Aaron Rodgers is gone in this situation. Yeah, yeah. They're going to go get a guy for Jordan Love to throw the ball to. And it's one. Of, it's going to be really funny because, of course, everyone's going to bring up, oh, <laughs> it's great, you know, they're going to go out and get him a pass catcher. Because, I mean, Dalton Kinsade is basically a receiver at times. He's, he's, really, he's really good. Very talented. A little older for a prospect. He turns 24 in his rookie year. But nonetheless, NFL ready. I think he'll be a great addition to this uh, Packers offense. Jordan Love needs the pass catchers. Aaron Rodgers was able to get away throwing to Randall Cobb in year 47. So, that's just how I feel about it. Moving on, pick number 16. Who do you got? Commanders, terrible team. Not much they could do to fix it. But they take the best player at a position of need and take Joey Porter Jr. Real. You know what's really funny? Almost every single mock draft I've done this year has that exact pick. But not today, because picking at number 16 is the Tennessee Titans, who select a dog. Roderick Jones. Oh? Mm, I like it. I think it makes sense. Absolute dog. He's an absolute dog. Dog. And they need a dog on that O-line since, you know, Taylor Injury-riddled career, sadly. They do need offensive line. They need offensive line help. And this is, I think this is best for the long term. Don't go for the home run just yet. Now's not your time. Take the safe pick, Roderick Jones. Number 17, Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you got? Well, they have a unit on their team that is significantly worse than all the others. That is the offensive line. It is one of the worst units I've ever seen in my life. So they take Peter Skronsky, who happens to fall to them at 17. Because, like I said earlier, I believe Broderick Jones is probably the best tackle in this draft. All right, all right. I I get it. I get it. And And they don't need Peter Skronsky to play tackle if he can't. Peter Skronsky will be the best player at any position on that offensive line. I, I get it. I, I definitely, they should, they could go O-line here. I think they're going to go Joey Porter Jr. I, Makes sense. Makes sense. Unfortunately, he was gone. Help. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately for him, he was gone for you. But for me, Joey Porter Jr. is available at 17. I just, the Penn State guy was Pittsburgh Steelers. And that secondary is going to need a little bit of help. And I think there's plenty of serviceable O-line talent, rounds two and three, that you can build around. Moving on. Number 18. This begins, right, this, this has been, you said the Lions get back-to-back picks right here, right? Lions back-to-back picks. I'm excited to I'm, see what I'm you gonna, here. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you both since they're picking back-to-back. With the first pick, they take Deontay Banks. Okay. Because in their free agency... They took, they filled most of their gaps, and they're officially in a take best position available, a take yep. best player available. And Deontay Banks might not be the best player here, but he is definitely adding the much needed depth with Jeff Bakuda being gone to that secondary. And then with their second pick, they do take the best player available in Miles Murphy. All right, all right, that's uh. I get it. It's gonna be very interesting. I uh, see for me number eighteen. I have them taking a dog. Oh, Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. I mean, come on, Nolan Smith. That on is that, a dub. Like that. 
they're, they're going to be some big winners. Anthony Richardson, Nolan Smith. I, I personally like this draft for the Lions, even though it's, it's, a bit of, it's a bit of a risk. But as we know, sometimes you got to take a risk to win it all, my man. Just, just look at the Eagles. Look at the Bills. Oh, I wouldn't say the Bills win it all. Neither did the Eagles. But they've, hey, they both made it pretty far. The Eagles will win it. The Eagles will win the Super Bowl if they, they take Bijan. Yeah, I'm so scared. Yeah, I, yeah. But hey, that's for another episode. That's for another episode. Yep. <laughs> Number nineteen. Right, you you said 19? they have them going. You have the Lions taking Miles Murphy. Lions Murphy, taking right? Miles Murphy. All right, because to remind everyone, the Buccaneers traded up and got who? Will Levis. Will Levis. Okay. Six. See, for me, I have the Buccaneers sitting still right here at number 19. I, I, I like the idea of them moving up. I just – because their, their division is really bad. They have the, they're in the worst division of fo- in football. They are and in the position – Chris Godwin and yeah. Mike Evans and still that really good defense. Yeah. They can win that division pretty easily. They could. But I just – I don't have them moving up for quarterback. I just don't see. I don't think they have the firepower to do it. I really don't. That being said, I think they're going to go ahead and get a top ten player in this draft, who should go a lot earlier, but because of positional value, he didn't. Ryan Branch, the versatility that he brings to this defense would be insane. Because he's a safety, yes, but he could line up at cornerback and he could be very good. Ryan Branch is that good. I would honestly, I could say he'd be fringe top five for me when it comes to picks in this draft. See, Brian Branch is a stud, but after all my Kyle Hamilton hype last year, and he just kind of ended up being a good first-rounder, not, you know, generational talent, I don't have Brian Branch going as high as I would have, maybe if Kyle Hamilton never existed. See, I, I kind of get that. Um, Kyle Hamilton, but they're also completely different players. Kyle Hamilton plays more of a deeper ball hawk type guy. Brian Branch, box safety, who can play DPS reps there. Can line up at corner. Can line up in the slot, to be exact. I think, yep. honestly, Brian Branch brings more to the defense than Kyle Hamilton. He's a stud. Number 20, Seattle Seahawks. They're back on the clock. What do you got? Seattle Seahawks are going to still try to win with Geno Smith. So, they don't need a receiver. They don't need a running back. Offensive line improved. So, who do they take to help out that offense? And it's Michael Mayer. He's my first tight end off the board. Wow. Okay. All right. I know. I just don't think. Who's the? Oh, (laughs) I don't think Will Disley is. You know, I don't think they're going to be happy passing on all these tight ends and then starting Will Disley. Understandable. I personally, I think their O line could use a little bit of help here, and I have them bolstering it with Osiris Torrance. I do like the idea of a tight end. I just, I honestly didn't think about that. But, you know, I, I can see it makes sense. But honestly, I just. Oh, I felt like a genius when I thought of it. See, here's the thing. Uh, I get it. I just think this tight end class is fairly, weirdly enough, this sounds really weird to say. When was the last time we could say something like this? But this tight end class is deep. It is. I think it's there's a crazy. ton of talent. And but that's man, they're not they're not going to be happy starting Will Disley this year, all right. if they don't take a tight end, you know. I think they still could go tight end. There's still guys like Darnell Washington and whatnot. So should be a first round pick. Should Unfortunately, I don't have a mock in the first round. I don't either. Big O is a stud, <laughs> dude. I almost 
spoiler. I didn't. Not really spoiler. I almost had the Chiefs taking him at 31. Just because imagine Big O can learn an offense like the Chiefs and step in for Travis Kelsey in a couple of years. Oh my god. Imagine <laughs> Travis Kelsey with Big O's athleticism. Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Famer. Number 21. The LA Chargers. I almost said San Diego. I, I still want to do that all these years later. San Diego Chargers. Select number 21. Who you got? Brian Brees. They, their run defense was... They had the worst run defense two years in a row, I believe. If not worse, it was like top three. So, they take an interior defensive lineman to help. I like it. I like it. I think that makes a lot of sense. Once again, though, I've been sipping a little too much of that Kool-Aid, that punch. I have them actually going Jordan Addison here. And at first, I didn't, I didn't really know if I liked them going receiver. But the only reason I also have this, I think... Jordan Addison is exactly what they're looking. They're looking for a guy who can take it over the top. Yeah. Keenan Allen just has no hamstrings. Yeah, he's. I hate to be this way. I'm a little negative, Nelly, but I just don't see how serviceable Keenan Allen will be as a potential wide receiver one. I think with Jordan Addison on this team, he becomes a great wide receiver three. Yep. Jordan Addison I mean, takes the top off the of defenses. Mike Williams, good contested catch, and then Keenan Allen can still probably run really nice routes on like the cornerback it's crazy to say that a team with austin eckler and justin herbert has a bad offense i know but it's crazy but they do and they're gonna try to fix that i, I like that pick thank you I, I i will say though i i get not I, I could see them going defense here it makes a lot of sense i just also don't think that brian Brees is the best like run stopping interior d lineman He's big. That's really all you need to be good at for stopping the run. And in theory, obviously my, you can be bad and weak and suck. But my guy is going to go in a couple picks here. But number twenty-two, Baltimore Ravens. It's the it's the Tennessee Titans now. Oh but. yeah, that's right. You, I forgot for you twenty for you Tennessee Titans for me Baltimore Ravens. Who do you have the Titans selecting? So I don't know if it's just bias, but I feel like. Titans fans and UT, University of Tennessee fans, have a close bond. Like, they're very passionate about both those teams, and they will love any player from both those teams till the end of the time. Oh, yeah. But I feel like the Titans, I, they, they don't have any Tennessee players on their team. Well, Josh Dobbs, but... Well, yeah, and dude, he played <laughs> one game and they loved him. They want him to take over as the quarterback job. You know, it's really funny you talk about that. I've been saying that for years. For some reason, the Tennessee Titans do not like homegrown talent, and I'll That's never understand it. it. Them drafting a Tennessee player makes him the most popular player on that team. Oh, easily. Anyways, for my pick, they take Darnell White. Right. Word. I get it. Word. I, I Solid get it. tackle. They just lost. Their offensive line was already terrible, and they just lost a tackle. And he's a Tennessee player. If he's halfway decent, he'll be loved. And on the, And guess what? Both, both of them hate Bengals fans. Let's go. Let's go. Makes perfect sense. Number 22, Baltimore Ravens for me. Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. I, he just, he plays like a Raven. I don't know what, it, like, that's it. I watched the film. I think he plays like a Raven. Very big-bodied guy. 
I think he, I, I will say, I don't think his, like, pass rushing, like, his little bags of tricks, I don't think it's that deep. Very strong. I think he's going to be someone that you have to double team on that time, or double team at times. Words are hard. Plays like a raven. Moving on, number 23, Minnesota Vikings. What do you got? They, okay, you told me this time last year, or maybe a little bit after the draft, the Vikings secondary would be better. Yeah. I want you to tell me how many yards combined Jared Goff had against them. A lot. Not really, but it was a lot. <laughs> so they take Cam Smith because their secondary is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I will say uh, what I said this time last year. Well, a little after this time last year. It did not age well. To say the not. least. It was, it was the worst take you might have ever had in your life. Hey, but I was one of the first people to say that they were going to take a huge step. Like, just in general. They you got to give me that. Yeah, they did. They made... They're still awful. They, they had a good from, record. The worst in the league to terrible. Oh, the Vikings as yeah, a team? Yeah, as a team. As a team. I thought you were talking about their secondary. No, their secondary was still poop. No, yeah. <laughs> their secondary went from one of the worst ever to significantly below average. That's a step. Hey. Step in the right direction. So maybe this next year, with the additions of who'd you have them taken? Cam Smith. Cam Smith. You see, with the addition of Cam Smith, and for my end, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Checks out. I mean, they they gotta go secondary. And I'm gonna stand here and I'm gonna say it. This time next year, the secondary will be addressed. <laughs> in the round. You're saying January. The Lions secondary will be top 10 in the league. Write it down. No, that is not what I said. I said it will be better. At best, top, maybe top like... Top 16. Yes, top 16. They will be a top 6... No, I'd, I'd, I'd say like... I, I could see like 17, 18, 19. But that's still an improvement, is it not? Barely. Hey, but we'll, we'll and guess what? Their secondary will be better. And this time next year, we'll be talking about how they'll be the 14th or the 12th. Bam! Eventually, go. they'll become number one. Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you got? I had someone you had to go early. Slide down. Just because I believe he's being artificially propped up by people thinking he's Aaron Donald in the public eye. And NFL teams are going to be able to block that out and see him for who he is, which is still a great player. But he's not Aaron Donald, and they take Kalijah Chansey at 24. See, I get it. Uh, you see, but my thing is a lot of teams do love him, apparently. He had a lot of people want to meet him at the Senior Bowl, and I think he, I think he's one of the best interior D linemen in this draft. But I get it. I get it. The The media has overinflated how good Kalijah Chansey could be. Because if he was Aaron Donald... He is still be going an top undersized three. interior defensive lineman. And at the end of the day, that is a risk. And at the end of the day, that player will fall on draft day, I believe. Oh. Which, he fell to the 24th pick. That's not very yeah. far to fall. No, it's he's not. He's still a good player. And I feel like that's kind of average where he's usually going. I see a lot of people yeah. have him go to, like, the Vikings. That, that checks out. Mm -hmm. yeah. that's... Speaking of which, Josh Harris, the new owner for the Commanders, has officially been submitted to the league. So... Like just now, breaking just news. Just now, breaking news. There we go. Breaking news in a week. Yeah, breaking you know. news in a week. So by this time, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here last. <laughs> he is now the owner of Washington Commandos. 
Interesting. Anyways. <laughs> Who'd you have the Jags taken? I had them taking Miles Murphy. He's off your board, I believe. But Jags I think to the Lions, yep. I think that Miles Murphy compliments Trayvon Walker very well. I I will say part of me wanted to have Miles Murphy falling out of the first round. He has not improved since first making his way onto the scene with that Clemson team, what, three years ago now? He hasn't improved. It, I, I still think, though, at the end of the day, he's, he was a consistent player at Clemson. Clemson's been fairly successful, and their defense has been really good. Miles Murphy, the Jacksonville Jaguar, I think it works. Matches Trayvon Walker. Or not matches, but... My goodness, words are so hard. Compliments, Trayvon Walker. There we go. Alright. The New York, New York Giants. football Giants. <laughs> I'm excited for one pick away from the Cowboys. But the New York football Giants take your favorite guy of this draft, Zay Flowers. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. You, you don't see, want him to be in the big NY uniform? No, I don't. I still haven't recovered from what they did to me all those years ago. We're not going to talk Twice. about that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd you have the Giants taken? Quentin Johnston, who I really wanted to have fall out of the first round, but I think he is what they need. They need a solid X receiver, and Quentin Johnston can line up there. I think he has a skill set to be a really solid NFL receiver, despite me like giving him a little bit of like, hey, he just seems like the type of guy that the Giants would take. I think he's very athletic, I think so. good sized. He has a little bit of a dropping issue. Which is exactly why the Giants are going to take him. He'll still have more catches than Kenny Galladay. But I'm pretty sure I could have more catches than Kenny Galladay. Probably. If only I was but paid like Kenny Galladay. Just, I, I like the Quentin Johnson pick. I did have Quentin Johnson falling out of my first round, though. Hey, understandable. I would have done the same. Mainly because I had an extra quarterback going in my first round that you don't. Yikes. No, you had Will Lewis going. Never I, mind. I Never do. Mind. I do. Anyway, wipe that off. I didn't say anything. <laughs> but the point being, if Zay Flowers or Quinnen Johnson or any good first-round receivers on the board and the Giants don't take them, they lost the draft. I'll say this. I'm a little nervous because the report has been for quite some time that a lot of teams aren't really as high as the media is on some of these receivers. Yep. But as we know, this is smokescreen season, baby. This is smokescreen season. Yeah, yeah, There's, yeah. There is a Something ton of lies. Something on the Pat McAfee show that was said by one of the agents they have on there a lot who was talking to them. Oh, he said, if you hear yeah. something, it's because someone wanted you to hear it. Yep. And, you know, I just, I don't see why someone would. I mean, this is a really good receiver class. I think it's a really good receiver class, but not for the reasons that we normally say it. Normally we say that as it's like top heavy. You got some mm-hmm. up and coming superstar who could go down as like future Hall of Famer type guy. We don't have that this year, in my opinion. I really don't. Jackson Smith and Jigba's really good, but... Yeah. I just... Jackson, the, the one thing I think that we might be hearing that because of is because no one in this draft class is Marvin Harrison. Understandable. But... Teams already are looking for thanking for Marvin Harrison. And... This is also just a significantly amazing... This is just an amazing slot class for receivers, I think. You have a ton of really good slot guys. There was one of them who I really wanted to mock in the first round, but I couldn't. I didn't have the heart in me. Moving on. My favorite pick of the draft. As a Cowboys fan, I have learned to trust Jerry Jones unless TJ Watt is still on the board. So, 
there are not many things the Cowboys could do with this pick that I'd be like, I, that I wouldn't be happy with. Unless we take a quarterback for some ungodly reason. So, a lot of... I stole this pick from Cowboys Twitter. I'm not going to lie. It is Steve Avila. I think that's how you say his Steve last Avia? name. From Steve TCU. Avila. Yep, TCU guard. Because... Parent Steele might miss part of the first season. Um, that's not good. Yikes. Our, and so it's looking like we're going to have to play Tyler Smith at tackle before and after, possibly, when Parent Steele gets back. So having that guard to be able to put next to Tyler Smith, who, by the way, I did not really... The night before the draft, we were doing a draft. I said, who's Tyler Smith? Remember that? <laughs> oh, I remember. Oh my god, is he a stud? I love Tyler Smith. He's so good. Minus all the holding calls, right? He didn't really have that many. I thought he did. I thought he was like, I don't know, I could be tripping. He played excellently. For a first-year guy. For a first-year guy. First guy, I mean, he still was top 10. Mm, oh, okay, hold He's on. a great tackle. He's a great tackle. Calm down. I, I corrected myself. Says top 10 when a guy like and, Trent Brown... Anyways... <laughs> Oh, man. Top 10 in, like, an eating competition. Anyways. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. The Cowboys' golden years were when they filled the team with first-round offensive line talent. And they keep doing that. See? That that concludes my talk on the Cowboys. All right, Ryan. Hold on to your pants. 26th overall pick. I'm so excited. The Dallas Cowboys. His name I haven't said, Ryan. You know who I'm going to say here. You said Bijan. Bijan Robinson, baby. Jerry Ooh, Jones go. loves let's his go. athletes. He's getting an athlete. Let's Bijan go, Bijan Robinson. If if Bijan makes it to pick twenty six, I said there's not much the Cowboys can do to disappoint me. If Bijan is that if Bijan is that pick sixteen, I want us to trade up for him. See, I the reason because if we don't take Bijan at pick twenty six. The Bills will take him, or the Eagles get a second chance at him. Yeah, I'm going to be honest here. The only reason I have him falling so much is I'm a positional value, and then I also just don't see the reason to trade up. Like, I love Bijan. Bijan's amazing. He's a stud. Bijan's so good. Honestly, any team not called – excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Any team not called the 49ers, who don't have a first-round pick, or – yep. yep. Like just the 49ers. That, I guess the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but like there is. I would still take Bijan if I was the Titans. Bijan. Yeah, even after paying Derrick Henry. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it was a two-year deal. It was. So. I, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. I, there was those reports they were going to ship him. I I wish they would. I think they should really sell a farm. Not the point though. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson, Texas Longhorn becomes a Dallas Cowboy. It, it's a match made in heaven. I really like it as a story. It just. Sadly, it just sounds like a Hall of Fame story, and I would absolutely cry. Uh, I would do anything not to see the Cowboys on top, unless it was for the most respectable Cowboys fan I know, Ryan. I guess Me. I could. I guess I could stomach it. <laughs> Other ideas for the Cowboys. I'm sorry, I gotta talk about the Cowboys. Understandable. Um, I was, I was before we got Stephon Gilmore. I was cornerback or die. And then after we got Stephon Gilmore, I wanted Brian Branch. 
And then we managed to keep Malik Hooker, Jaron Curse, and Donovan Wilson. Not enough room in that safety slash cornerback department for Brian Branch to be useful and win us a Super Bowl his first year. See, that's how I feel. So I concluded with Steve. How do you say it? Steve, Steve Avila. Avila. Steve. With is it double L or just one L? I'm pretty sure it's just one. I don't have it. Wait. Yeah, I don't have it right in front of me. So it's all right. We'll go with Steve Avila. But he's. He's a stud who will be a great addition day one to our offensive line. Your thought process about the Brian Branch thing, when you told me about Brian Branch being a Patriot, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. So. Number 27, the Buffalo Bills. What do you got? Go dogs. And they take Keely Ringo. Wow. Who, who is probably the best prospect for a cornerback in this draft class, Ooh. which Keely Ringo was a five-star coming into Georgia. He was. He was considered to be a star every year at Georgia, and every year except this last year, he sucked. And then me and one of my other Georgia friends every year were like, I thought this Keely Ringo guy was supposed to be good. But he his measurables were great, and he stepped it up his senior year. And I think the Bills are willing to take that risk on a star cornerback. See, I have them also going cornerback here, but I have them going to Manuel Forbes. Despite despite all the weight concerns, I think he'll he can bulk up in the NFL. He's just Manuel Forbes what he brings to like a man scheme right away is just I I I think he could be really good. You just got to put on a little bit of weight. He'll be a lot better than Kyrie Lamb or Kyrie Lamb. Who by the way, I was on a anti-Kyrie Lamb train for a long time last year paid off manual forbes buffalo bill now let's go on to the Bengals. who if you look at the history of the 28th overall pick it's not good it is not good at all did you see that when i reposted that the other day on twitter i did see that it is not good i'm gonna pull it Wasn't back up taco charlton taco charlton and i just mentioned gj watt <laughs> dude pick 28 you look at it right you got taco charlton Yikes. Yikes. Oh, my God. I mean, must I say more? You got Kelvin Benjamin, who ate himself out of the league. Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You just, I don't know. It's it's very. Well, let's just say, I think the Bengals are going to turn that around. Yeah? When they take Brian Branch. I just, I I don't like the pick. This is the first time. You don't like Brian Branch to the Bengals? Mm -mm. I think they signed. Solid good, a solid, and fill the shoes. They just lost Jesse Bates. Bates. I know, I know, but they signed. Uh, da, 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 da. Why am I Their secondary is trash. I don't think. See, yeah, but I think there's also like I have Brian Branch gone personally. I think Brian Branch will go a lot sooner. So I guess that's Wait, who maybe... did they sign though. Um, I'm pulling it up real fast because I don't remember this. One uh... thing I I am a Von Bell. I like Von Bell. I guess I like Von Bell. See, I just, let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. I could be making something up. Uh, okay, Nick Scott from the Rams. He's a, he's a veteran. Mm, yeah. But they lost they, they think... lost Von Bell, too. You know that. They did? Yeah. I did not know that. They lost so Von Bell. So, Brian Branch is making more and more sense. Uh, yeah, I guess. Who'd you have them taking? I, I see, I have them taking Michael Meyer. I think, yeah, they another another guy 
who can block, good guy who can scheme around. Give Joe I'm a Burrow a big another. Hayden Hurst guy. I love Hayden Hurst. I, I like Hayden Hurst. I love his story too, by the way. I love Hayden Hurst. But I Bro was ready to quit football, got signed by the Bengals, and then fell back in love with the game. Like, yeah. How can you not love that? I love it too. I just I don't know. I think they and could he's a benefit. great tight end. I think they could benefit from a guy like Michael Meyer. I think Mayer, they could too, since you know Mayer. they lost Hayden Nurse. Yeah, so Michael Mayer at Notre Dame. Move on to number twenty-nine, New Orleans Saints. What do you got, dude? I did not know what to do with this pick. I don't know. I think it's pretty, so. I think it's pretty obvious. You think it's obvious? I was contemplating this pick for forever. Wow. But I had them. I ended up going with Anton Harrison. Oh, okay. I got a. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, Mazi, Mazi Smith, Maze Smith. It's M A Z I. I'm gonna call him Mazi Smith. I think Mazi. Sounds pretty good. Mazi with that moxie. I don't know. Mazi Smith out of Michigan. In my opinion, he is the best run-stopping interior D lineman in this entire draft. Very strong. Very strong. Yes. I think they could really benefit from that, especially since their their D line is not getting any younger. Get in Mozzie Smith. I think the pick makes sense. Like, I don't think there's a lot wrong the Saints could do just because, I don't know, that's why I was like, who do they need? They don't really need. They, I mean, they could benefit from another guy in the secondary. They can benefit from every position, but they don't need any position, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not to mention a lot of the other things. Like, they could use another receiver. They could use another running back. They could use some offensive line depth. They could exactly, and it's like I feel like wide receiver, and running back. You can you can find very serviceable options later on in this year's draft when you have yeah. a guy like Chris Olave, who, by the way, the fact that uh, he didn't get a single nod for offensive rookie of the year was the most disgraceful thing ever. Chris Olave was a dog last year. Doesn't get enough love. He was, and no one like none of the media ever talked about him. I felt like no. The only reason, the only, yeah, the only time you'd realize Chris Olave is doing really good is when he dropped 20 on you in fantasy. Yeah, precisely. And he was doing that with uh, the remnants of Andy Dalton. <laughs> yep. And then you had uh, Jameis Winston, who at this point is just a celebrity vlogger. So there's workout videos. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just, he is literally just... Dude, a creatine sponsor that you see on TikTok. That's it. Jameson, or... Yeah, Jameis Williams. Jameis Winston. Oh, shoot. Jameis Winston's workout videos are my favorite thing about the NFL. Yeah. He, I love them so much. They're, they're pretty so good. funny. <laughs> the one that came out like a couple of weeks ago of him running through the like tackle thing, I guess, and just getting completely knocked over. Yeah, that was pretty so funny. funny. It's so funny. <laughs> pretty sure we can anyway. do an entire podcast on just his workout Dude. videos. I love them. They're so funny. Pick number 30. Also, it feels like he tears oh. his ACL every year and has Aww. some different rehab to get back from his ACL every year. Man. <laughs> Which I mean to laugh about, but his workout videos are funny. Yeah, you better watch That's your what ACL, we're laughing man. About. You better watch your ACL. We're not ACL. laughing about ACL injuries. We're laughing about workout videos. Pick number 30. Philadelphia Eagles. Here they are, back on the clock. What do you got them doing? How are they going to break your heart this time? The Philadelphia Eagles... Don't need another star. They need another great role player and a third down pass rusher of Lucas Van Ness. Okay. All right. They lost Javon Hargrave. Right. Big loss. And 
big loss. He had like what thirteen and a half sacks, something like that. Whatever that number is, it's probably pretty big. Uh Javon Hargrave did great last year. He's they lost him. He's more of an interior so, guy, I believe, though, isn't he? If he got thirteen and a half sacks, doesn't really matter. Interior guy. Yeah. Anyways, Lucas Van Ness is a great addition to that defense. He's a good pass rusher who will fill somewhat of that hole Javon Hargrave left. See, I had them addressing this a lot sooner with Kalijah Kansi. Now, that being said, I have them taking Luke Weipler, the center, out of Ohio State. I think you have one, because you have two first-round picks this year. Mm-hmm. Go out and get the best center available, Luke Weipler out of Ohio State. And, cause you See, all... I don't really think Luke Weipler is the best center. I think John Michael Smith would be better. See, I really like him too, but... It's between those two. I in this mock draft, I went Weipler, and if they go either or, they've made the right decision, I think, because you only have Kelsey one more year, really. Like he only re-signed this yeah. contract with the idea one, that they could be contenders. One thing I don't like about that pick is Eagles are winning. They're they're winning a Super Bowl, or it's a failure of a season. And taking a center to learn behind Kelsey and step in, it's not the answer to winning a Super Bowl. I get that. That makes a lot of sense too. I just I feel like it's a much more popular pick to take like a Lucas Van Ness type guy or like another edge rusher or Yeah, I already have I them doing that though. Need. And then at that Maybe point everyone else yeah. talks about like receivers and I just don't see why you would go receiver. receiver. Well I mean yeah, but they have you gotta figure out AJ Brown here soon. No wait, they signed him. Uh it's Devontae Smith. Yeah, they have I don't know. I just and I don't it's, know what money they got left. It's Super Bowl or bust year for the Eagles. Yes. I think they're the only team that's thinking that way this year, besides the Jets, if they get Aaron Rodgers. That is disgusting. I am not going to be putting my hair on the line this year, though, over the Jets' win total. For those who do not know, last year... Jets were one game away. <laughs> Jets had six wins at, like, week... What was it? Ten? Yeah. And was it seven or eight wins for you to I'm take pretty sure hair? I said they need more than seven. And then they got seven wins last year. Okay. Okay. Yep. Literally six wins at week 10. We were kissing the hair goodbye. And I wasn't. Never nervous. Zach Wilson remembered who he was, and that is not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Woo! I ended up shaving my head anyway and then going blonde. Anyways, here we are. Final pick Last of the first pick. round. Cincinnati Chiefs. Defending. Wait, wait. Who? Oh, you had the Eagles taking a... My bad. Yeah. You know what? You started off on this time. Who'd you have the Chiefs taken? Darnell Wright. I think Darnell Wright is a guy who goes first round. The fact that he's available at 31 for me was kind of shocking. It's just how the board fell. Yep. Um, they, they, See, they I think the Chiefs need a tackle, but unfortunately none of the first round guys are there. And none of the second round guys are good value here. Like DeWan Jones... Not that's a good a, 31st overall It's a pick. project as an O-lineman, and I don't know how yes. I feel about those two words. Connect, they got th- together. Anyways. Well, I mean, that's what we called Tyler Smith, and he ended up just being a stud. Yeah. But anyways, I had the Chiefs taking Will McDonald because I like you it. don't know what to do. It seems like you take it the best available edge rusher. Will McDonald is actually, I think, a, I don't have him as like one of my like gems or nothing, but he's a very undervalued prospect, I think, by the media. Yes. Will McDonald was... You want to talk about terrible situations? Will McDonald was in a terrible situation. That team, did they did not play to his strength at all. 
they literally just lined him up, and he was still able to be very successful, like over the tackle, over the middle. Just, it just he just he was successful, and I think it's a good pick. I like it. Sadly, one Our, thing I kind of don't like about the Will McDonald pick is just because I like the Will McDonald pick. I think it's a good pick. But, like, if we're trying to predict what's going to happen, I feel like the last pick of the first round draft is always a who? <laughs> Unless that last pick in the NFL draft was Lamar Jackson, of course. He was the last pick in the first round? I thought he was yes. Like 20 or something. No, I'm That's pretty crazy. sure he was the last. Because we had the last pick, and we traded it back with the Ravens. Mm. Yeah. I believe. I could Because be, that was the year when everyone was like, oh, well, the Patriots are going to draft Lamar Jackson. He's the successor of after Tom Brady. And then we went on to win another Super Bowl. Not the point. Here we are. The draft right. is over. Draft is done. We'll see how we do tomorrow, or for us as of right now, in 10 days. I can't wait to say everything. And within the next 10 days, everything that we have said will be completely nullified, and we will go over 31. Nightmare scenario. Yeah, nightmare scenarios. That's what we're moving on to. Is there anything that like if it happens on draft night you're just you're you just turning off your TV and walking out? In terms of what the Cowboys can do, no. Unless they take a quarterback. I know a lot of people have us taking a tight end, like Michael Meyer if he's available and if he goes earlier than Dalton Kincaid. I had just one of those end. dudes. Not yep. this draft, but in the past. Yep. I mean it just makes sense. We lost uh Dalton Fultz. By the way, I have a Top tier Dalton Schultz hater. He is so average. But he consisted, tight ends consisted for 25% of your offense last year. And your current tight ends have 30 combined catches. Dude, Peyton Hendershot and Jake Ferguson, dogs. I think, um, I think Jake Ferguson was better than Dalton Schultz already. Dalton Schultz also could not pass block or run block to save his life, and it was terrible and embarrassing. Dalton Schultz is incredibly average. Understand. Anyways, so nightmare scenario for the Cowboys, except for a quarterback, I don't think they could go wrong. I'm not going to be happy if they take a running back in the first round that's not named Bijan. I just don't see that happening. I've been wrong. I've been wrong. I'm not. I'm not an NFL GM. I'm wrong a lot more than I'm also, right. If they reach for another receiver, I was going to talk about this in the gems thing, but we'll address it now. If we take another, like South Alabama receiver who put up 1,200 yards and ran a 4-4, and then sucks, I'm gonna be mad. So I don't want to reach for a receiver. Any defensive pick can be good. Most offensive line picks will be good. I'm, I believe in Jerry Jones. If you look at the Cowboys track records of first round picks, that's normally pretty good. Unlike my and Patriots. Then second round picks, randomly Cowboys find dogs unless their name is Kelvin Joseph. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Cowboys need a kicker. I want them to get Jake Moody. All right, Jake Moody. Understandable. Because the Cowboys, the they traded one of their fifth-round picks first upon Gilmore. Yeah. But I want them to use one of those fifths, because they have three, but they have two now. I want one of those to be Jake Moody, because Jake Moody's a stud. Anyways, how about the Patriots? What, what do you not want the Patriots to do, and what do you Well, do? so for my nightmare scenarios, 
if Bijan Robinson somehow ends up on the Bills, I'm literally walking out of the room. I know they have Damian Harris. I know they just signed him, but it's one of those things that is the like it's Bijan Robinson. He somehow ends up on the Bills. I'm done. Yep, that's my nightmare um, scenario too. If he ends up on the Cow, I, I at this point I'm accepting it as a fact that he will be an Eagle. So I'm prepared to deal with it a week in advance. That's disgusting, but thank God we don't got to play them twice a year. I'd say my other nightmare scenario, and I guess I'm probably like. Anything to do with a quarterback, I'm just, I don't even want to go into it. Just, I don't see why we would. It's Mac Jones. I believe in Mac. And then, finally, I'd say I'm one of the few who just, I don't want us taking an O-lineman round one. I really, I think it's a position that we could address in round two. And if we see someone, we can, we have enough draft capital to go up and get them. We have 11 picks this year. We're going to make what moves. If, like, I had Peter Skaronsky being available at pick. 15. Would you accept 14. Peter Skronsky? No, I don't. I don't want an offense. I don't want an offensive lineman around one. I just, I think once again, there's because you look at our unit, like there was not much change from two years ago to last year to now. And two years ago, that offensive line was top 10. It was really good. It was top five. It was insane. And then last year, you just, you moved Trent Brown to left tackle. And it didn't work out. Trent Brown looked like a bum. I think they still could be good. I don't think it's worth addressing in the first round. I think especially after taking Cole Strange, who worked out, by the way. So, I'd rather us go wide receiver or cornerback round one. I think we need to go get a skill position. And it needs to hit. Because my other biggest fear is us taking a wide receiver out of South Alabama now. So, thank you. <laughs> I know we didn't do that, but that's whew. anyway. I'm sorry I had to throw Jalen Pulbert under the bus like that, but yikes. He's, he was such a letdown. Yeah, I have him in a bad. couple of my dynasty league. I feel bad for you. He's a waste of a roster spot. Yeah, he's still on my taxi squad. He never moved. <laughs> By the way, the reason I still am okay with the Cowboys going corner is because Anthony Brown is terrible. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Man, that was an awful time. I had to mute my mic and I was just guzzling on some water. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Your apology is accepted. How about you just um let us listen in next time? That's this. I'm not starting an ASMR. I'm not starting an ASMR podcast. I almost said concert. Can you film it for me alone? Of course. We'll get to that later, though. Let's talk about our guys, our gems, our dogs, if you will. Oh. Who are your, like, three guys? Cheers, draft. You want me to name all three? Or uh, give me one? one of them first. Give me one of them. And we'll kind of bounce back and forth. All right. First one I got. Well, I'm going to go out of order, I guess. The first one I got is Steve Avia. Love it. Not not many people have him in the first round. But I have him going first round to the Cowboys, and I'd be so happy with that. He is a great run blocker. And he shined in like a kind of like gap running scheme with TCU, which might have been in the Pac-12, but um, we're gonna we're gonna rock with it. He'll be great. And the only, he has problems though. He is not good in space with lot in the with lateral movement, and he's a big, powerful guy. So he's not gonna be good pulling. He's not gonna be great in space and his pass protection can be shaky 
He said that was Steve Avia. Steve Avia. I like it. I say one of my guys for this year's draft was someone who was more overshadowed than anything. That's UNC wide receiver Antoine Green. I don't think a lot of people give him any praise, really. Whereas Josh Downs was a fantastic slot receiver. My opinion, one of the best receivers in this year's draft. Just his size. I just don't see him going first round because of that. I like Antoine Green. He's great for deep ball. You can put him in the X as an X receiver. And he is going to make you proud. And he has very good hands. He has a very limited route tree. I will say that. And just some of the inconsistency can, from his career stems from he played under Josh Downs, really. Antoine Green, though, he's 6'2", 199 pounds. At the NFL Combine, he ran a 4.47. You just you look at his uh, what was I looking for? Totally just lost it. Point is, Antoine Green, I think he's overshadowed, underrated, underappreciated. He could be very solid for any team. Who's next for you? All right, you name a receiver. I'll name a receiver. Before I name my receiver, I want to make a point of you said Antoine Green, right? Yes, sir. Was shaky. He had a limited route tree. Route running can always be taught. Yeah, it can. So any great, any good receiver coming out of college who might have, I can hear those cars routes, now. By the way, oh, it's any, all good. <laughs> who has subpar routes? It can always be taught. My guy, my wide receiver is Ronnie Bell, and like I said. I'm tired of these small school guys in conferences you've never heard of at schools you thought were fake who run four fours and had 1,500 yards. I'm tired of them going and always sucking, except for Tyreek Hill. <sighs> but I'm talking like these these top-round pick guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jalen Tolbert. But it happens every year, and almost every year that receiver never pans out. So I'm here with Ronnie Bell. The dude who might have underproduced at a big school against competition. And by underproduced, I mean he played on Michigan, who had J.J. McCarthy, who was a very limited thrower of the ball that year. A bum. And they had Donovan Edwards. Did you say a bum? I said he's a bum. All right. All right. They had Donovan Edwards and Blake Horm, two of the best running backs in college football. And they ran the ball most plays. Ronnie Bell still managed to put up 60 catches and 888 or 889 yards off of an ACL tear. He tore his ACL the previous year. And he put up great stats coming off the ACL tear. Had decent measurables and his best thing, he is, has amazing ball skills. If you throw a ball up there, he's coming down with it. He has great hands, elite ball skills, and produced at a top level at a top school against top competition. I mean, hey, that checks out to me. You said who is this again? Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell. A lot of people have him potentially going undrafted. Yeah, I've, I've heard his name a couple of times, though. That's interesting. I yeah. like Ronnie Bell. I think he is a good receiver. Who... Once again, people are saying he's a limited route tree. But 
but he does not struggle in explosiveness. He's still quick, got twitch like movement off of an ACL tear. So he's not even, he didn't even really play 100% because, you know, it takes like two years to really be back from an ACL tear. Oh, yeah. Sometimes so, longer. Yes. I mean, and he still is great in space and in the open field, which means he's not unathletic. He just doesn't know how to run routes, which route running can always be taught. That is very. All right, who do you got? All right. So for my end, we talked a little bit about him before the draft, or not before the draft, but before the podcast. Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. I love Sean Tucker. For sure. Before the college football season even began, I had him as a top three running back in college football. And do you know who the only other people I had him under were? Bijan and Jameer Gibbs. Exactly. In that order, it was Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, and Sean Tucker. And I still think it could be just like that. Sean Tucker, in my opinion, is like a faster Damian Harris. He is a bruiser who can move. And he's, he's 5'9". A lot of people are out on these guys who are 5'9". Me personally, I love that. That low center gravity. Because the yeah. lower man wins. Especially as a power back, the lower man wins. Guys like Derrick Henry don't grow on trees. That is a, that is a, what, what, what's the word I'm going to Derrick Henry is a rare exception to any it's rule a rarity. Oh, yeah, Derrick Henry is just a monster. Derrick Henry doesn't follow laws of physics or football. No, he doesn't. John Tucker. All right. I love him. You look at last year, 2021 is what I'm talking about right here. Two years ago now. He ran for one thousand yards and wait yeah 1500 yards in 2021 he was very solid but recently this past year i won't say it was like his best year by any means he kind of sort of a lot a lot he's fallen off a lot of people's draft boards pretty well and a lot of it is because of a lingering injury like he wasn't really he wasn't invited because he didn't uh, pass the medical reports for the combine, so he couldn't go to the combine. Kind of hit on a lot of his draft stock, but he's yep. now officially been cleared medically, and is about to have a pro day at Syracuse, which I think is going to do a lot of do do wait do a lot of help for him and his draft stock, because this is a guy who in 2021 ran for over a thousand yards after contact. There's only one running back in college football in 2021 who had more than he did. Could you name that running back for me, Ryan? Do you know? I want to say Bijan, but that seems too obvious. But I'm still going to go Bijan. Kenneth Walker was the only ah. other running back in 2021 with more yards after contact than Sean Tucker. He can run through a guy. And that is why he is one of my guys before the college football season, after the college football season, pre-draft and you know what i will be a sean tucker fan for life wherever he goes i go ryan who's your last guy my last guy it's another offensive guard very offensive heavy gem offensive line heavy gem section here it's this is honestly personally disgusting i am a top tier notre dame hater but i believe Jarrett patterson will be a good offensive guard in the nfl in his senior season at Notre Dame. He allowed six pressures and zero sacks and 784 snaps. And also had a 79% run blocking grade according to some metric. Whatever that, whatever grades mean 
to people. And he does have one drawback, and that's he's a very tall person with short arms. But he's a guard, so arm size isn't too important. But being as tall as he is, kind of questionable at guard. But he still has great athleticism for his size, and he'll be the opposite of Steve Avia. He'll be a great puller and great in-space blocker. Like, you run a screenplay, you want him to be the lead blocker out there. You run a reverse, you want him to be the lead blocker. How about Jarrett Patterson, correct? Jarrett Patterson, absolutely. I just want to make 100% sure, because Jarrett Patterson... I really like Jarrett Patterson. I'm glad you talked about him. I actually, I didn't have him listed as one of my guys. I wish I did, though. One of my guys. So it, it, it's kind of as a coin flip at the end of the day. I was going to talk about Mozzie Smith, but I've decided last second. I don't really feel like talking about Mozzie Smith. And I want to talk about someone who's not necessarily my guy, but someone I have a lot of interest. What do you know about Tanner McKee, Ryan, at a Stanford? I know he's pretty tall, isn't he? He is 6'6". Six, six. It's a pretty tall guy. I don't know. He's pretty As short. As a short king myself, he's a pretty tall guy. Still 5'11 to most people, though. I'm just kidding. Anyways, Thank you. Tanner McKee. So, I remember I pulled up the film on him a while back. I watched a good bit on him. He is one of those guys who's kind of a, a dying breed, though, really. Because his size kind of limits him to the pocket, but he can move fairly well. And I'm very interested to see how his career plays out because if I was looking for a quarterback, I think that I would be willing to take a risk on Tanner McKee. Honestly, like late round two, round two, round three, I think that's a good spot for Tanner McKee. He, when it comes to his accuracy, he makes NFL-ready type throws. He can put that ball in a tight window. And one of the things that, like you look at his numbers, his numbers... They look horrible. <laughs> like, they, well, Stanford wasn't a very good team. No, they were not. And uh, that, that's why he's leaving. That's why he's entering the draft. Because really, he could benefit from it. He, he really could. But how much benefit are you doing dealing with that Stanford team for another year? So you, his numbers, I think he could learn a lot at the next level. I think he could be a very, I think he could start somewhere at some point in his career. Um, his arm strength, once again, is one of his big positives. He can throw it in a tight window. I'm very curious to see what he would do under a pro system. Because, have you seen some of the plays he ran over in Stanford? I am not familiar with my Stanford film. They've been, they were running plays that we saw in like the 1960s, 1970s, brother. <laughs> like, they're running the power wing. Oh, the wing T. They're... They're doing something out there, and they are doing something horribly wrong. Let me tell you. I think he could be a guy that, like, the Raiders or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think he could be very valuable. I think if the Buccaneers aren't to move up for a quarterback, Tanner McKee would be a guy who I think could compete and beat out Baker Mayfield for that starting role by the end of this year. He's a very good so pocket passer. what quarterback do you have him ranked as in this class? <sighs> okay. I'm going to have to go like in order, all right? So I'm going to have to extend this question a little bit. Number one, Bryce Young. Number two, Anthony Richardson. I know, crazy. Who? Number two, Anthony Richardson. Crazy take. Crazy Number take. three, C.J. Stroud. Number four, 
I'm going Hendon Hooker. Dub. And I'm gonna go tied at five. Will Levis and Tanner McKee. And I would, I could see the upside because you look at the upside for Will Levis, and it's similar to the upside of Tanner McKee. And it's not that his decision making was bad. It's just no one was open, bro. They, no one was open on that team. It was horrible watching that film. It's hard to really focus on him because you're just looking at it and you're like, what is going on? Like maybe my great grandfather could explain it to me, but I don't know what's going on in front of me. Tanner McKee. Sounds, that sounds like I don't want to watch it. I think I'm glad I haven't. You're bored. You should go watch Tanner McKee film. I highly recommend so it. So I can fall asleep. It will help you sleep until you watch him do like a Justin Herbert type of throw, like sixty yards downfield. He's so watching really watching Tanner McKee will lull me to sleep because it's just consistent film. Watching Stanford will jolt me awake with how disgusting it is. I have to go throw up. Yeah, basically. All right. Glad you get Good it. Enough. <laughs> all right you got anyone else you want to hit on you want to leave it at three that's all i got besides that's jake moody but i don't know how much of a gem a kicker is i just really like jake moody <laughs> i mean hey kickers are pretty important i'm uh, we saw brett mayer dismissed six consecutive extra points i think yeah so, that was kind of crazy actually that's... that was bad which it's so crazy because cowboys fans it, this is uh, Brett Maher's second stint as a Cowboy. Right. And when we re-signed him at the beginning of the season, Cowboys fans were in shambles. Because the saying was true into this year as well, of Brett Maher's great from 60, but from 45, uh, I'm scared. Which kind of held true this year, but he was great from 45. He was great from 60. He hit two 60-something-plus yard field goals in a row because they waved it off because the NFL was rigged. And he hit it again, because he's him. But from extra points, Bro was awful. Like I think I think the Cowboys should elect their back to back the Cowboys should elect to back their extra points up to the sixty yard line. But only for the Cowboys, right? Oh yeah, only for the Cowboys. Every other team can I mean if the other teams want to follow us, I'm not gonna complain. Because we had the best kicker from sixty yards in the NFL. Unless we draft Jake Moody, which I want. You heard it here first on the Stan Yo Lane podcast. Extra point should be 60 yards back. I think we should honestly hit up The Rock about trying this rule out, honestly. I think he might I like think it. So. I know I they're like anti-kicking over there, but I'm just saying. And you could make it like a target thing. Add like a target in the middle of the uh, between the goalposts, right? And wherever it lands, that determines how many points you get, really. So your extra point could be like a field goal at best. I like it. But that has to be, like, dead center. Anyways, here we are. We've talked about the NFL draft. We've talked about some of our guys in the NFL draft. We've talked about our nightmare scenarios. All right? I will say these mock drafts, I'm going to make them available on Twitter. I'm going to have you all vote if you'd like to. You can vote on which one you think is better. And then come draft night, we'll see how we did. Ryan, you're talking. Yes, sir. There's something on your mind. Isn't there? There is something on my mind. And on that Twitter, is on Twitter earlier today. I just want to give y'all a rundown. This man. Uh, okay, I don't know the exact words. Twitter handle, but his name is Cowboys Nation. It's just a Cowboys fan account. He posted a poll yesterday, I believe, that if you are standing at a sports game, are you a good fan or a nuisance to the stadium? And the results were exactly 
50-50, which I think that is blasphemous. That's blasphemous. I, I, if I'm sitting in the first section closest to the field, I'm standing most of the games. I, I have seen the Cowboys play live once in my life, and that was a couple months ago when they came to, to Nashville. And the Cowboys were in the red zone, and I got told to sit down. That is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Which game did you go to, Ryan? The Cowboys-Titans game. Mm. The one with that Josh Dobbs played in. Mm. Man. The one where uh, Kevin Byard got two interceptions, and Dalton Schultz also had two touchdowns. So what I'm hearing is Titans fans are soft. Titans fans, I, I was sitting with the Titans season ticket holders too, so it was it was definitely a majority Titans fans that could have been mad that they were losing, but it wasn't a blowout. It was a close game for, until the fourth quarter. So standing when the Cowboys are in the red zone, my favorite team for the past my whole life that I have never seen play live my entire life. I'm standing when they're in the red zone. And I get told to sit down. Crazy, Honestly, absolutely crazy. That's, that's kind of weird. And you had some pretty good tickets, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was sitting like maybe 15 rows up from the field. That okay? That's exactly where you should be standing, bro. Like I could exactly. Understand. Oh, I had end zone seats too. I could probably understand so, if you were like nosebleeds, but at the same time. Well, the nosebleeds are also, like, where you can sit, and you're high enough, yeah. and they're steep enough, to where once you're sitting, you can see over the person standing anyways. You never know when you're going to have Tanner McKee sitting there in front of you, 6'6 six, six <laughs> and all. Because honestly, yeah. I, like, as much as I talked about him and gave him some gas, I would not be surprised if he's sitting in that audience very soon. Um, I, yeah. I would also like to add, my favorite sports viewing experience... I have been to three Nashville SC games at the new Geodas Park that opened up. The first one was their first ever game at Geodas. I sat in the supporter section, which is a standing-only section. There are literally no seats. That is the most fun game I have ever been to. I've been back to two other games where we were, like, touring the stadium, I guess. So we're sitting in different sections. The best experience i've had was in the standing section because it was fun i was it's a soccer game there's constant action there's always stuff that's going on in soccer there's never a commercial break there's never a lull in play unless there's a player getting treatment on the field so it makes more sense to be standing during soccer than in a football game you know still you're getting told to sit down yeah i'll, I'll never get it it's it's so annoying like I get that, like, I might be ruining your viewing experience, but there's no reason that you can't also be standing and enjoying the game the same way the hundreds of people around us are. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I would understand if I was the one person in the whole stadium standing, but it's, that's not how it works. There's, I'm with Titans season ticket holders. There's hundreds of thousands of people standing in the stadium. It's crazy. It, not even just for sports games, honestly, but I've been to concerts. I recently... Okay, so maybe this is a, a wrong thing, but I, I would... I, 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 what, what's up? 
I've never been to a concert. I would never sit down at a concert. Yeah, no. When I went, so I guess this is completely opposite things, though. So this could just be me. I saw Kendrick Lamar last year. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I didn't see a single person take a seat that entire concert. I feel like it'd be disrespectful to sit down. Uh, sitting down at a concert, at a concert, just listen to it on Spotify, bro. Honestly, yeah, you just literally got you're paying to just do something that you do at home anyway. At that point, but then I went to an Elton John concert. Totally opposites. I know. I know. Kendrick Lamar, super hype. Elton John, you just kind of enjoy the music. But I, I, I think it's still okay to stand up and enjoy some Elton John. Way around. I think, okay. like, I, think I, I feel like it should still be a fun enough, like, more enjoyable experience to be standing during Elton John music. You know, dancing, swaying, enjoying the music through... You'll enjoy it by moving your body more while standing up. You're trying to tell you know? me I have to sit down while Crocodile Rock is playing? You think <laughs> I can sit down during Crocodile Rock? You're crazy, I, man. I can't sit down to Crocodile Rock when it's in my earbuds. Dude, the amount of accidents I've almost caused listening to Crocodile Rock is honestly kind of crazy. That is, listen, that's probably one of my favorite songs by Elton John. It might be my favorite Elton John song. It's probably my favorite. When that man starts going, La, wait, la. La, 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 la. Like, I mean, come on. That's like, <laughs> I, th- I think you, you can even tell that was me. We might get copyrighted. That sounds just like Elton John. Um, I think it was Elton John. Elton John joined the podcast? Stay in your lane with Ryan and Elton John? Holy fire. Cow. Elton John, if also, you're listening to this, uh, come to the podcast, please. <laughs> I, got, I got one more thing about standing in stadium. My father went to a Predators game a couple weeks ago and I don't remember what happened but there's a lot of chants that go on during Predators games like the fans are always saying something the Predators game environment despite the team being bad this year still great environment they still almost made the playoffs they did almost make the playoffs despite being bad which is good for the Predators yeah they got better after trading away most of their guys weird (laughs) but Again, the Predators have, they've consistently been ranked at one of the top stadiums in the NHL. Oh, yeah. It's a great and environment. My dad was, you know, just cheering along, whatever, enjoying the game. And some of the people around him, like, he was, he was also with a group of his friends, you know, cheering and stuff. And a group of people around them, like, turned around and told them, you're cheering too loud. Okay. No. So my dad being, you know, the 40-something-year-old man he is who has a lot of years of um, hate under his belt. Spite. Not hate. I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, sar- being ability to be sarcastic. Whatever that word would be. Sarcasm under his belt. Kind of antagonized <laughs> him a little bit. And then they went and complained to the usher. The, the people did. And when the usher came up to them, he, it, was, it was just nothing. The usher was not going to do anything to him. They're at a hockey game. It's a loud environment. It's an indoor sporting event. Yeah, I'm being honest here. Like, I feel like if you're if you're going to a sporting event, you're supposed to enjoy it. Yeah. Have fun. Don't try to... One, if you're not enjoying it, and if you want to, you know, mind your own business, mind your own business. Don't tell me how to enjoy my sports game. And I also think it's one of those things, like, look, if you just don't enjoy the environment, but you love watching the sport, like, I hate to be this way, just stay home. You don't, you don't have to go to the game. You, like, you really don't. And if you 
want to go to the game. I mean, nosebleeds aren't as hype at times. Like, it's different, like, if it's, like, a playoff game. But if it's, like, some regular season game. Yep. Titans versus, I don't know. Let's say Titans versus, mm, what's the, Titans versus Texans. the Buccaneers after Tom Brady left. Oh. Okay. You have the remnants of Ryan Tannehill going up against Baker Mayfield. How many people truly care about that here? Like I would, I'd, I'd, I'd want to see Ryan, Baker Mayfield. Ryan, we're out. weird people. This is you, you do. This is SEC country, right? I don't think there's many SEC country fans that love Baker Mayfield. Definitely not. Like so, I just there's no. I I get it, but I don't get it. If you don't like standing and you don't like cheering and you're anti-fun. Yikes, I, I don't know what to tell you at that point. I really don't. Yep. I'm beyond. Like, oh. The one thing, I think the best possible viewing experience for baseball is on TV. No, it's like, funny. If you want to have the best look at the game, it's going to be on TV. So if you're going to a baseball game, you're only there because you love the sport and you love the environment. So if you're telling people to sit down at a baseball game, that's ridiculous. There's actually a good bit of uh, problems going on. Well, I don't say problems, but there's a kind of a controversy going online, going on online when it comes to uh, baseball games because baseball games are now moving a lot quicker. So a lot of people are kind of, uh, oddly enough, are kind of mad about this. I've heard both sides. Well, one thing that the or the MLB did was they extended beer sales to the eighth inning. Which, I forget who it was, but an MLB player spoke out about this and actually how dangerous that could be. Because yeah. used to, they it's stopped like the sales the after the opposite of what they were inning. supposed to be doing. Yeah. So now you have people going home potentially drunk. And a lot of these cities, like, I don't know. Uh, does Kansas City have, like, good public transportation to the stadium? I, I don't think so. Probably not. I've never been to Kansas City. So it's really dangerous for these fans to be leaving the stadium. 30 minutes after downing their seventh brewski. So, I I just think, I, I get it. And then, I can I, I kind of don't really understand why they extended that. It is a little more dangerous. But I think, for the game of baseball, you might need to add a little more fun back into it to where you can make the stadiums. Because they're already open a little bit ahead of time. Like, a good bit ahead of time for practice. I think you should make it yeah. to where it's more of a good idea to go to these practices. Because the... The concessions are open even during those practices. Like you're so that's watching... what I love about National SC games. I love watching the soccer players go out there and warm up because I played soccer. I've warmed up for many a games, and I just think it's interesting to you know watch these dudes just be able to knock a ball around. I played goalkeeper. I often pay a lot of attention to their goalkeeper warm-ups. I, I like watching teams warm up in soccer. Not much for other sports, but but to, I guess soccer stadiums know that and they open like an hour and a half before game time that's about how mlb stadiums do and so does the nfl per me personally bro i want to be at the nfl stadium as the gates are opening i really do yes i, I, I do too just because i love the nfl i really want to dude i gotta go to a college football game i've never got to go to a college football game other than like mtsu but yeah that's i've been MTSU. to like a couple georgia games i want to go see you and you want to go see uh unc play georgia tech <laughs> when? Uh, I think October. Ah, awesome. um, dude, if there's, cause I need to go to Atlanta to visit a school. 
But that stadium is in Atlanta. Yep. I need to go to Atlanta to visit a school. So we might have to look into that after this uh after this I'd episode. I have a plan. I'd have a plan. Speaking of which, um we are now almost coming up on an hour and forty five minutes. And I think for a first episode, this is a little longer than what I was going to intend for. But it's the first episode. We had to make it a little special. So I'm kind of glad that it's gone over a little bit. We've had some good conversations today, I think. We've learned that I'm apparently a lot higher on Anthony Richardson than you are. Which, your QB rankings, what do you got? By the I had way? Anthony Richardson going before you, you do, didn't you? Didn't I? I have him going six, but I have him higher on my QB board overall. Did you have Stroud going before Anthony Richardson? I in your do. actual draft? Yeah, then in this mock draft, I had uh, I had Stroud going fourth to the Colts, and then Anthony Richardson going sixth to the Gators. Or not Gators yeah, to had, the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I had Richardson going fourth because just because Stroud was already gone, I guess. So, but what I mean, like, I'm talking about like your QB rankings, though. Like, what yeah, do you yeah. have? It's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Anthony Richardson. Okay. And then I don't know how I feel about Hennon Hooker. I think with the him. ACL tear, Hennon Hooker is definitely four. Yeah. With the ACL tear, it's questionable. And um, what Hendon Hooker did in college will be nothing like he's going to do in the NFL. No, definitely not. So He literally would step back in college. And Will Levis hater here. Same. So I'm going to go Hen and Hooker, Will Levis, and then I'll put Tanner McKee at six, I guess. Dude, I seriously mean, you should, I'm, I'm just going to be honest here, if I was to put them in a tier list, right, if I was going to do tiers, S tier, Bryce Young, A tier, Anthony Richardson, and CJ Stroud. There you go. B tier. I'm taking Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, and Tanner McKee. Not even kidding. I would put Tanner McKee come minus tier. Stetson Bennett. I'll have him C plus. Same difference, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's all about we have for today. The next episode, we are going to be talking about the post draft, which hopefully it'll be more than just you and me. We'll have some hopefully. more people to get that you'll get to know and love. I hope. I'll still be here. Ryan will be here. Hopefully we got some more friends coming. We're going to be talking about our reactions on how the NFL draft went. We're going to try and have that episode out the night after the draft. We're going to get a little we're going to try and get a recording schedule going for the summer. We're going to try and maybe get a little summer scouting in, do a little college football type stuff. Talk about whatever our hearts desire. It's it's my podcast. I can do what I want. But if you have any suggestions, Feel free to let us know. And one of the best places you can find us is on Twitter. At Staniel Lane Podcast. At S-I-Y-L Podcast. Me personally, you can find me at the Willie Lane. The Willie Lane. That is my Twitter handle. Willie is spelled with an I-E. Ryan, would you like to remind them one more time where to find you? Yes, sir. It is at Stoddy body, S T O P Y B O D Y. All right, and there Please it is. Follow me. I don't have any followers. I feel lonely every time I post. <laughs> I'm like one of his only commenters. Yes, sir. You know me, supporting the homies. As always, though, 
you need to stay in your lane. We're going to be heading out of here. Hope to, uh, hopefully we can be happy about this draft. Honestly, I, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. What about you? I, I'm not nervous because, hey, like I said, than we are. the Cowboys, it is, it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to do something wrong. Yeah, I get that. They, that makes a lot of sense. Anyways, all right. We're heading out of here. See you then. Goodbye.